This is your indispensable expert cut-out and throw-away guide to free overwintering and hassle-free maintenance. Now, not that you'll read any of this in PBO, but without doubt the most productive way to tackle the winter months is to forget that you've got a boat. And then you can get on with reading PBO. Go to night classes, do retakes, fantasize about your next boat, dream of anchoring off palm-fringed golden beaches in the Pacific and frolicking in warm blue seas. And if you do this, it's amazing how quickly five months can pass if you really apply yourself. But if you're truly conscientious, you'll find you have no time whatsoever for boat maintenance. Job done. And then the only other, th other thing you've got to do is avoid all contact with famous five-type hearty winter sailors who keep their boats in commission and go sailing only when snow, rain or hail is horizontal. I was one of them once. I've sailed as crew in snow on Boxing Day and on New Year's Day and in the freezing February frostbite race on the Thames in London from Limehouse to Erith. And all that happened was that it numbed my fingers, toes, senses and other extremities. The result was that we didn't realise how ridiculously pitiful we looked and sounded as we bounced ruddy-cheeked into pubs in oilies stiffer than armour and said, wasn't it super out there? Not another soul on the water. Ooh, look, they've got treacle pudding on the menu. I do hope it comes with tin custard and lashings of condensed milk. To which, the regulars roared in unison, Shut the bloody door, it's freezing! Well, back then, when I was one of them, we found such encounters quaint, rustic and charming. Until I went into rehab and saw the light. And now I've come to the realisation that the only reason these faux Morris Griffiths types go sailing in winter is to avoid the faff and the cost of laying their boats up and doing maintenance. And neither am I ashamed to admit I'm in a programme for recovering winter sailors, which has taught me to ask some really searching questions. For example, is your boat a sun seeker? Does it have underfloor heating? Is it in the Caribbean? If the answer to any of these is no, simply avoid. And if still uncertain, ask. Are parts of your boat outside? Does it have a mast? Does the mast have sails? Is your boat in the northern hemisphere? Are you a Morris dancer? Did you vote for Brexit? If the answer to any is yes, then avoid. And incidentally, the last two questions also apply to summer sailing, particularly with flat earther gaffer types, and also to life in general. All of which allows you to get on with your life, which is what I've been doing, although there is a cost. The trouble is that boat storage usually involves paying money, which is something that PBO and its readers, particularly teachers and consultant surgeons, are ideologically and morally opposed to. However, I have an ethical, environmentally friendly and totally free solution to boat storage. My idea was to abandon my sailfish for five months in a lay-by on the A12. 
well, other A roads are available as well. And to this end, I've fashioned my very own police aware signs, fashioned out of police aware signs. And this will feature in a forthcoming PBO practical feature, project cost zero. Now what's more, as the A12 is in Essex, I had high hopes that by spring, my selfish would have been substantially improved with its own tarmac driveway leading through wrought iron gates straddled by a pair of concrete lions to a freshly pebble-dashed or stone-clad sailfish on an astroturf lawn with plastic flowers. As it would be overlooked by an array of CCTV cameras, cameras security wouldn't be a problem. The only drawback was that I'd need a court order to get my boat back and neither am I sure the traveller community would have used the correct marine type stone cladding or pebble dash. So, after consideration, back in October or November, I can't remember when, I abandoned Marlin in police aware livery in a sailing club compound somewhere in Europe. The club's extraordinary general meeting is next Thursday. I'm removing Marlin at midnight on Wednesday. Well, other than that, I've been frantically busy doing absolutely nothing to Marlin, which has reaped further cost-saving benefits. In the aftermath of Storm Doris, the club secretary sent an email notifying members that many boat covers had ripped to shreds, but I was unconcerned. My high-quality, heavy-duty and quite costly boat cover will last for years. It's in my garage. Yet, for all of that, I find my sleep fitful as boat denial is hard work and any day now I'll find out if Marlin is where I left her. Now here's a postscript. If you don't want to make your own a police aware signs I have a limited supply available special order cash only. The money will go to replacing the dead battery, the rusted trailer jockey wheel, the square trailer tires, ruined bunk cushions and repairing the seized outboard that I never flushed out at the end of the last season. It's a small price to pay for peace of mind. Literally, as these experiences will furnish PBO practical articles which don't cost me that much to have published. Now I hope that helps.